This is Orange is the New Browns podcast. We are the number one rated NFL podcast in Freedom, Indiana. Suck on that, Colts. So, we're back. What? Yes, finally. It is episode number four. Quattro. 2019. Espanol. Yeah. Hit that side button. All right. So, let's get to it. I'm KT. This As is always, Brian. to my right. They don't They don't see us. What? They don't even know what's going on now. What are you talking about? We're oh, robots. Oh, we don't have a video camera. No. Set like, up. To I my mean, right. One. Maybe sometime. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. What? Let's, let's get into it. Cavs chat. Cavs chat. This can be quick, y'all, because we don't talk about basketball. Well, unless there's basketball news. Yeah, and there's been some news, so let's talk about it. 2019 NBA lottery draft pick number five, the Cleveland Cavaliers. What do you think? I feel like it's one of those that you're so excited about it. Like you went on this date with this really beautiful girl, and you're like, there's a chance we might get something at the end of this. (laughs) You know what happens? It's you a cold shower. Out. It's a you cold shower. And strike out. Yeah, you strike out. That's what the cold shower is. You gotta you gotta calm down the loins. You don't pass Simmer down. go and collect two hundred. Nope. You go straight to gel. Exactly. It's not good. The the draft it like you're drafting five. The only point to the NBA lottery this year was Mr. Zion Williamson. Zion. Are we talking Zion from the Matrix or Zion Williams from Duke? Duke guy. The guy that blew out his shoe. Blew out the Nike shoe. So this week was the NBA lottery, and um, the Pelicans won. You know who the Pelicans GM is? Uh, I would say he is a former Cleveland Cavalier GM. That's right. Our who? former GM, David Griffin. Who? David Martha Griffin. Are you sure it's not David, my lucky charm, Griffin? He is the lucky charm. Looking back, David Griffin was on our staff and was our GM during those lucky years collecting all those lottery picks. Woo! And And. his first time with the Pelicans, they get... The lottery. They win number one. So they win Zion Williamson. Nice. Do you think that Nick Gilbert, son of Dan Gilbert, is like, was my childhood a lie? There's a guess very what, good Nick? possibility of it. It was, Nick. Those stupid bow ties weren't anything. It was David Griffin winning us these lottery picks. Sit down. Go to your stupid college, you 21-year-old idiot. David Griffin. So harsh. I'd lucky charm you. This kid it grows up in Cleveland, and he's going to Michigan State. What? Yeah, like, screw you, bro. Go to Ohio State. You live in Ohio. Your dad owns the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. Stay in. No, you got bow ties. Go screw you. David Griffin was our NBA lottery lucky charm. Think he has the uh, the little lucky charm Irish guy. What are they called? The leprechaun? The leprechaun. You think he's got tattooed on his butt cheek? No. I bet he does. (laughs) 
Are you talking about David Nick? Griffin? Oh, David? I guarantee he does. What I think he is Next. is he's a leprechaun in disguise. I feel like he has the leprechaun with a rainbow going across his crack. And at the end of that rainbow is not a pot of gold. You know what it is? NBA draft lottery pick? Nope. What? The 2016 NBA championship trophy. Woo. That's what's at the end of that rainbow. Thank you, David Griffin. So, drafting at number five, the Cleveland Cavaliers. What do you think? Well, the experts are saying we have a chance at Cam Reddish. I don't Cam Reddish. I don't know where he's from. I didn't do enough research. Jared Culver out of Tech. The only reason I know he's from Tech. Tech, like Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Yep. Is that you know we're very close to Tech. And then DeAndre Hunter, who was from UVA, who won a national championship this year. Yeah. Against Jared Culver. I don't see it. I mean, Culver choked last two games in the in the dance yeah he he did really good against michigan and then michigan state he kind of started teetering off and then in the final four i guess that was michigan state but in the final four and championship he just disappeared like harry potter with a cloak of disappearance it was (laughs) nuts it was like hey i'm a hide you guys worried about this chris beard coach beard i'm sorry but I got to hide. And that's basically what happened. I feel like if he would have played to his potential and to what he played in the majority of season, Tech would have hoisted that tournament trophy, and I'd have been more comfortable with the Cavs drafting him at five. Yep. I would probably go with DeAndre Hunter. DeAndre was great. Six seven, small forward, amazing talent. Yep. So you did a Twitter poll this week? With a little tweet, tweet. Tweet, tweet. So we did a Twitter poll about what the Cavs should do this offseason. Gave you four options. Sign Mr. Terry Rozier at the Boston Celtics. Eh, you heard of him? Yep. Sign or actually trade up to draft Zion. Eh. Or have LeBron James buy the team. I thought you said there's four options. There's four. Hold on. What's the fourth one? So the fourth one must be really exciting, like – you know, it's beyond exciting. Probably like Brad Paisley buying the team. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Since you love Brad Paisley so much, you know. Draft Cam Reddish. Cam Draft Reddish. him. Why? I don't know. Draft him. Okay. So, the bizarre thing about our Twitter poll, uh-huh. not one person said they would trade up to draft Zion. Doesn't surprise me. Bust. No, bust. Not, not a bust yet. I just don't think he's that elite player. Is he a big bust? Is he a 34 double C? I think it's going to take him some time. He's not a Is guy a that cup? was – I mean, if he was that good, he'd have been drafted out of high school. So, the Twitter poll, everybody uh, – the majority of fans selected signed Tara Rosaire out of the Celtics. This guy wants out of Boston. Yep, come to Cleveland. He, I'm saying bring the attitude, bring the talent – grow this team come to the land we are the land this land is your land this land is our land this land is cleveland all right guess what what we also picked up a new coach (laughs) yeah Uh, i'm not even gonna say his former team 
There's no point to. Nope. They're trash. Trash. Dumpster fire. So, tell me about this 66-year-old man they hired. We signed, out of nowhere, (laughs) John Beeline, who's been in the college ranks for like 82 years. He has 829 games that he's won in his collegiate career. That's pretty cool. That's really good. He's 66 years old. And I'm not trying to be an ageist, but the beginning of the, the, beginning of the offseason and playoffs, playoffs, our owners and even the GM, Kobe Altman, was like, we got to get a coach that connects with these young players and will help develop them into major NBA talent. So guess what? What? We're going to get a 66-year-old man <laughs> who doesn't develop NBA talent, he develops collegiate talent into lottery picks who then ride the pine. There you go. I don't care. But I know why he decided to jump ship. Why is that? Okay. So his former school, they used to think they win, right? Uh, they don't win. Win? They don't win. I, they if got you beat by tech. Maybe they win if you take the first letter – of their school name and mm. turn it upside down, that's a win. Flip it up and reverse it. Thanks, Missy Elliott. This guy signed with our Cavs for one reason and one reason only. What's the that? Cavalier head coaching retirement plan. Here at the Cleveland Cavaliers, we value our head coaches so much that we give them five years guaranteed. We'll fire them after two, so they get paid three more years. Three That's more. why. That's so this smart guy's idea. like, I'm going to be retired, making millions, hanging out where? In the land. In the land, getting fired. He's going to get fired. He's going to buy two tickets to paradise, pack your bags, leave tonight. That's what John Beeline's going to do. For our Cleveland Cavaliers. Well, that's one smart move for that guy. It's very smart. I I, I don't hate him for doing it. Me either. I don't understand why I wasn't interviewed. Why? I am the number one coach in wins for youth girls soccer in the world. Really? How many wins? They are building. That doesn't matter. (laughs) They are building a statue of me at the Youth Soccer Hall of Fame in Topeka, Kansas. You heard of it? Nope. There's not a lot of money right now. Probably it's going to be it's corrugated still, but there's going to be a statue of me in front of John Maxwell's trailer, a.k.a. the Youth Soccer Youth Museum. <laughs> I'm going to be outside of it. So Corrugated still. Who are some of the names out of that Hall of Fame? That you'll be joining. Jerry Livingston. And who's that? He is second place in wins all time. I replaced him. He was the number one soccer coach until I took over. I came in into the world of girls' youth soccer, and I turned it upside down. Did you? I win ships. Did you? I win them. Win. Win those ships. I didn't even get an interview, Cavs. That's- Not one. That's so disappointing. Like, the Arizona Cardinals didn't even interview me. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, Arizona at least called me twice. I don't get it. Like, I have as much or even more 
than what Kingsbury has on his resume. Is there a statue of Kingsbury anywhere? Probably in some nope. young girl's room. Nope. No? Nope. Not even. I have a statue of corrugated steel in Topeka, Kansas at the Youth Soccer Museum of the World. Probably. Probably. All right. So, so talking about coaching. Talking about Brown's news. Boom. Let's move on. Who's our coach? Freddie the man, Frederick Kitchens. Frederick, I'm going to win and keep your kitchen sexy. And do you know why? Why? Because if you don't wear orange or brown. You don't matter. Exactly. So, OTAs. Was this week, right? It started. It started. Is it still going on? There's a lot of drama. You know Let's what? Let's talk about it. So, OTAs, what is it? OTAs? You know, a voluntary workout. Voluntary what? Voluntary workout. And what's a workout? You know, conditioning, getting to know the team, start, start. you know, Sounds building. like, sounds team like building. practice. Practice? Are we talking about practice? Practice? Let's talk about practice. Let's talk about Odell showing up the first day. What? Yes, sir. OBJ in the brown and orange, baby. Are we concerned that he didn't show up the rest of the time? Nope. Exactly. Let's move on. All right. So, since it's voluntary, but... Who else didn't show up? <laughs> I, I'm a little disappointed, Duke Johnson. What? <sighs> What's going on, Mr. Duke Johnson? Let's just start off by saying, Duke, get to camp. Don't Don't be that player. Don't be that guy. What player? The drama player. What? Yes, he's he's pulling what the Miami you do all the time. Hey, yeah, Sheldrick Redwine's from Miami. Yeah, but he, he doesn't act like it. He wants to be a Brown. You Duke know, Johnson doesn't want to be a Brown no more. Why is that? Here, let me give you my take. All Get right, it. Duke, you need to be listening, and you do too, Brian. So, you Duke to Johnson me? can be a very secret weapon that people forget about because when you put him in the backfield whether or not he's going to get the ball to run or he's going to get the little dink and dunk pass little bubble screen he's going to take it you know six to nine yards with that and Did you say six to nine six to nine <laughs> rob gunkowski's like what what so body boy there's there's just things that Tide Pods won't wash out. Just saying. Okay? There are some so, things. They're going to get a sham wow for that. With that, Duke Johnson, get to practice. Stop being a baby. You're not this super, you know, attractive thing in the market right now. And it's obvious because you had already been traded. But here's my thing. I like Duke Johnson. He stuck with us. We sucked. 1-15, 0-16. That's why his draft stock is so low. And and the reason for that is because it was trash yardage. Fourth quarter, Holy Kaiser finds Duke Johnson, and that's how it went. Because the rest of the receivers on that Browns wide receiver course sucked. Period. We didn't have That receivers. team sucked. Period. So here's my opinion on Mr. Duke Johnson. Duke? The Duke 
of Cleveland. The Duke of the Land. The Duke of the Land, former Duke of the Land if he leaves. Yep. This guy just got paid last year. Yeah, he did. So last year he tested the market, realized that his value, the value that he would want to get, the money, the monetary resources that he wanted, he would get more out of Cleveland. And that's what proven. This guy has played for nothing but crappy teams. Last year was a great team. His best stats are with crappy teams. His worst stats is when we were good. So I thought last year he should have proved himself to be more of a value to the Cleveland Browns. Do you think if he would have put up the same amount of stats that he did the previous two years that our football savior John Dorsey would have brought in Kareem Hunt? Probably not. Probably not. So, that makes sense. That's good. That's a good point. That that but, just shows you. But I understand this guy played for a lot of crappy teams. He had horrible quarterbacks, horrible lines, no receivers, but his value in the market is low. So what I would say to Duke is I don't care if you don't show up to OTAs. They're voluntary. They're practice. Practice? What? Practice? I don't care. You collected your money last year. Show up, stay on the gravy train, and you're going to get your opportunity to prove yourself. If you don't want that opportunity, they're going to ship you out somewhere. Yep. That somewhere might be the Cardinals. Eagles Do you want to play fly. for Kingsbury? They're going to go to the Eagles. That's where he'll end well, I'm just saying, if I was Dorsey, I would ship into the Cardinals and say, hey, you're about to go to another crappy system of an air raid, and this coach is going to be fired after a year, and then you're going to go somewhere else. Stay the next two years on your contract with our Cleveland Browns and just ride the gravy train. Hoist that Lombardi trophy. Get over yourself. Since we're moving on, you said something scary happened this something time. Something scary. Yesterday I, I heard it up. involved razors, shaving cream, and somebody in the Browns organization. Let me tell you this. One of the most handsome quarterbacks in the NFL, R. Baker Mayfield, the bearded beast of Texas. Of the Northeast. The bearded beast of the Northeast Ohio. I Ooh. like that. Yeah. Shave his beard. Why do you shave your beard? Because he wants to look as good as I do because I don't have a beard. No. It's already been proven by every woman in America that men with beards are more attractive than anything. Why do you think Jesus didn't have a beard? Or did have a beard. I don't know why. Jesus had a beard because one, you gotta be a be- you gotta have a beard to be a savior. <laughs> Two, he knew that that thing was sexy and that he was gonna pick up the ladies. I don't I don't know if I wanna even touch that. And perform some miracles. miracles. <laughs> That's why. Baker, please just say this is for the summer. You're going to grow back for the season. But I will say this. What will you say? Since Baker shaved his beard, our Indians are 1-0, undefeated. 2-0. Well, since the beard oh, shave. okay. Well, I know what you're saying. What I'm saying is our Indians, since Baker shaved, scored 14 runs. Hey, there you go. I mean, it was against the hapless Orioles, and Trevor Bauer gave up seven runs in five innings. But that doesn't matter. We are 1-0 since Baker shaved. Okay. So, are you going to shave? Nope. Okay. Moving on. Never. Let's now, break hold this on. down. Whoop, hold on. Whoop, whoop. Hold on. If somebody came to me, good old Roger G, 
You know who Roger G is. Yep. You heard him. Yep. If he came to me and said B Rye, he the said B Rye. Yes. For your Browns to win the Super Bowl, you have to shave. I'm waxing my entire body, including the beard. I'm gonna be a hairless cat. I would totally not want to see that. Well, you'd want Never. to because we'd win a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, I just don't want to see you for months until it grows, until you get your hair on your face back. I, you know what? Yep. I understand that, but there's something about looking at a hairless cat <laughs> that it's just mesmerizing. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, most people would probably want to stare at me, and I'm okay with that. We're winning a Super Bowl, yeah. 10 in a row. Okay. I'm good with that. So, we're talking about winning a Super Bowl, but to do that, we have to go through our schedule. Yeah, we do. So, KT, I've already projected our schedule at 12-4. and four. Winning the AFC Championship against the New England Patriots, injuring Tom Brady, and winning the Super Bowl 31-3 to against the Rams. But you haven't broke down the schedule. I haven't broke it down, but I've predicted 12-4 and no matter what. Exactly. Well, I'm going to tell you this much. It's exciting, and here's why. Because everybody keeps saying we're going to lose to certain teams. Well, guess what? They're wrong. Okay, I'm tired of hearing it. I don't even watch ESPN anymore uh, in the mornings because it's always about Pittsburgh this, Los Angeles that. I don't care. Okay, here's here's my predictions. Week one, all right. Week un. Tennessee, that's a win. W. Why? And here's why. They don't have a quarterback. They got two that aren't aren't very good. Nope. And one of them is going to be a bust and or already is. Mariota, that's why we didn't draft you. Week two. <laughs> you dropped Mariota. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You I know said, what's crazy. I said it during the draft. Him, I thought I thought Jameis was going to be a little bit better. No. But they're both busts. You suck. Trash. You're not a good quarterback. Trash. You came from Trash. a system. Trash. Chip Kelly. All right? Yeah, Enough hey, said. Here's the situation. Enough said. Marcus Mariota can grow a mustache. <laughs> Why? That's it. Okay, let's okay. move on to week two. Week two. The hapless Jets. Let me tell you about the Jets. We That's going to be our won. second win in a row. And here's why. That's a, wi- that's a win streak. Yes, it's gonna go. We're going into week two at New York against, you know, interception happy Darnell. Okay, this is Monday night, it isn't it? Yes, it is. You know what this game symbolizes? The same thing when Baker came in last year. Nope. Nope. Okay. The what? first Monday night football game 50 years ago was against the Cleveland Browns and New York Jets. Yeah, and that was the 70s, right? 70s. 50 years ago. Yep. Do the math. 79. So, again, here's what's going to happen. That's pretty fast. Cleveland got to win. Week two, Monday night football. Le'Veon Bell shows that he wished he wouldn't have skipped a year in football. Week three. Win number three, Los Angeles. You're predicting Los Angeles. In Cleveland, we are going to beat golf in 
Cleveland. Okay, here's why. Golf is golf. Okay, he's done. He's you not. Think he's done. Spe- yeah, he's he's not spectacular. He it's just been mirrors. You watched the last half of the season last year with Jared Goff. He was terrible. He wasn't he wasn't hitting anybody. He wasn't ma- he was just making bad decisions. Well, that Coop guy was injured. Yeah. So but one of his primary receivers was gone. He again, still threw over 4000 yards. Well, of course, the first half of the season he had plenty to fall back on. Hey, but I love it. Great pick. Yep. All right. Week 4. Win. Four in a row, Baltimore. Why? Because Lamar Jackson is trash. Moving on, week five. He's trash. He's not even recycled goods. He's just trash. <laughs> you can't put that guy in a blue bucket because he's not time, worth anything. By the time we leave that Ravens stadium, people will be putting their own posters of Baker Mayfield in the seats. Let me tell you what's going to happen. Okay. Once we destroy the Ravens, this year, Art Modell is going to wake up from his grave and move the team to Canada. <laughs> Screw you, Art Modell. Back to the schedule. Go for it. Week five. Monday night game against San Francisco. San Fran. San Fran. At San Francisco. Yep. Win. Five in a row. Cinco. Yep. Why? Here's Uno, why. Dos, it's Shanahan's tres, team. Cuatro, Cinco. Guess what? Shanahan. Jimmy Garoppolo Grappy. is not going to be the same guy everybody thinks he is. Nope. And all that addition was for what? Nothing. Nothing. So, week six, Seattle. First loss. What? Yep. And let me tell you why. Why? Everybody's going to be jumping on the bandwagon. Browns are going to have a high, but they're going to think – well, we beat Los Angeles, so we should easily beat Seattle. No. Russell Wilson, if y'all don't wake up, Seattle will be our first loss. By week. Seven. Win. Win. Rest. Week eight. New England. Win. Why? We're, we're going to win in New England. Because Robert Kraft. There will not be able to go to a massage parlor in Cleveland and receive sexual favors in order to win. <laughs> Moving on to week nine. I'm Denver. not even going to touch that. Yeah, we're That's <laughs> what they're going to say. I'm not going to even touch that. <laughs> week nine. Denver. Win. Yeah. Duh. Easy. Move on. Easy. Buffalo. Win. Why? Because Buffalo is Buffalo. Hey. Do you see their uh, super fan die this week? No, I did. Poncho, Poncho Bia. Does he have like? He's does he dress fan. up like a Buffalo Bill? Or no, he what? dresses like a uh, luchador with the Buffalo Bill colors. Oh, so okay. he uh, he passed away peace. this week. R.I.P. Poncho Bia. And rest in peace, Buffalo. Week ten, Cleveland win. Sayonara. Week eleven, Pittsburgh in Cleveland win. Nuff said. Nuff. Week 12, Miami win. Nuff no. said. Week 13, Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh with a win. Wow. Two, we, this is the year. Two Pittsburgh games, two Pittsburgh losses. 
Enjoy that. Put it in your pipe. Smoke it, Pittsburgh, because the terrible towels are only going to be used to wipe your butt. Butts. Week 14. Pittsburgh butts. Win. Against Cincy? Yeah. Easy. Week 15. I don't even know why this is on the schedule. Win. Arizona. Okay. Good luck, uh, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. He's not not, not even going to be the quarterback of the game. He's already going to be hurt. He's already going to be hurt. Kingsbury's already going to be fired. That's what I was thinking. He's going to be gone. They're going to go like 0-6, and he's going to be dumb. Dumb. Baltimore at home loss. You're crazy. Here's the reason. Here's what I'm worried about. You're going to get Baltimore wants to ruin our day. And that's going to be a game, I believe, that we're just not going to be clicking on both sides of the ball. Okay? I don't know what it is. Maybe because it's close to Christmas. There, I, th- I feel like there's going to be two home losses, Seattle and Ravens. But we'll we'll move on. Cincinnati. Cincy. Win. All right. So you're predicting us to be 14-2. and two Yep. With two home losses. Yes. I know it's it's crazy, but here's why. Because Freddie Kitchens is the man. Mm-hmm. Simple. Yeah. I wanna I'm I wanna watch New England fall, Seattle fall, and Los Angeles, but I had to be real. Seattle to me is the toughest team to beat. Mm. All the rest, thanks for the easy schedule. Moving on. Whoa. That's that's pretty tough stuff, man. I'm, I'll be straightforward. I didn't expect you to say that we'd be beat by Seattle at home and we'd be beating the Rams at home. Yes. The, the, I, I would have those reversed. Those are reversed in my books. But I like it. You know, 14-2, and two, I say 12-4, and four, more realistic. But AFC champs. Super Bowl champs hoisting Lombardi in Miami. Let me ask you a question. Go. What What did Kansas City do last year? Nothing. No, seriously. What was their record? I don't know. It was pretty four. up there. And who drafted all those players? John Dorsey. So, again, get ready. Year two, Baker Mayfield, OBJ, the Juice, and that vaunted defense, 14-2. and two. Write it down. Put it in your calendar because I don't have a beard to shave, but I might grow one out Boom. if they go 14-2. So what I would say is that our defense should be nicknamed the Orange Crush. Put that as a lock, and let's get it rolling. <laughs> don't shake that can because it'll explode. So, oh, talk about explosions. Let's talk about this real fast. Okay. Funniest thing I read this past weekend. What is it? JPP. 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 Jason Paul Pierre. Yeah, Pierre Paul. What? Whatever his name is. Whatever. He's a. So he's a Buccaneer. He's not a Brown. He doesn't matter. He's a Buccaneer. So here's the funny thing. It's not. It's funny, but it's not funny. I laugh because it just was like, wait a second, this really happened. So his new coach said that he's going to be out five to six weeks, possibly seven weeks, because of a neck injury. 
Ooh. You know what what's he said? What's funny about that? This is what's funny about it. He says, we're keeping our fingers crossed that it's going to be left. Whoa. Less. <laughs> like, why would you say that Bruce. about JPP? Like, let's Bruce keep Arians. our fingers crossed. This guy doesn't have fingers because they blew up by a firecracker on July 4th, two years ago. Bruce Arians. I even told my wife this, and she was like, why would he say that? I'm like, I don't know. Happy 4th of July. Moving on. Like, that's not nice. The last but of it the happens. brown. Yeah. The last of the brown news, and we'll just make this quick. Collins potentially signing with the Patriots. No surprise. Who cares? All right, moving on. Trash. Get out of here, Jamie Collins. Done. Stupid hair. You know what else is stupid? Let's take a second moment of silence for the AFF. Okay, we're done with that. The AAF, the Alliance of American Football. What did I say? The AFF? You're like, it doesn't matter. You heard of them? So tell me what you think about all this. So I wanted to go over the rise and fall of the AAF and what it could have actually meant to the NFL. Okay. So Charlie Imbersole, his dad, helped create the XFL with Vince McMahon. So this guy wanted to help create a competitive yet – developmental league to the NFL. True. So him and longtime NFL exec Bill Polian from the Colts, who won a Super Bowl. And a big fan of the Orange the New Browns podcast. Huge fan. Huge fan. He rolled up the other day to my house and said, love this show. And then he left. Just randomly. Randomly. Possibly. I wasn't even home. (laughs) He just looked at my cameras and said it and then left. (laughs) And I was like, okay, thanks, guy. So this team, this league, the AAF, was supposed to be competitive, be the competition to the NFL off the NFL, but also could have been a very good developmental league. Could have been. Could have been. So they had eight teams, great teams. I want to say great. The logos, the the uniforms, all by starter. Mm-hmm. And Tony Romo is no longer a quarterback. Who's going to be wearing starter? Right. You remember that? Yep. That he was endorsed by starter? Mm-hmm. That should have been the key to the Dallas Cowboys, that they were never going to win a Super Bowl because a quarterback endorsed by starter. <laughs> it's the same uniforms I wore in, like, peewee football. Yeah. Sold at Walmart. Anyway, this <laughs> league could have been – the WCW Monday Night Nitro to the NFL's WWE Monday Night Raw. Raw. This could have been the stopgap for us missing football. Could have been. I watched these games. Not all of them. I watched about four games in the time frame that this league was here and then gone. And it wasn't bad. I can be honest with you. I didn't watch any of it. Most people didn't. But I will watch football for the sake of football. Okay. I turn on Friday Night Lights just to watch football. Nice. I turn on Varsity Blues just to watch football. I watch the program. I turn on Remember the Titans for Denzel Washington. (laughs) That's what I do. This league failed for a few reasons. Let me give you the one. NFL support. 
if the NFLPA and the NFL would allow their younger players that are special teamers or practice players to play in the AAF, the pool for players would have been much better. True. Much better. It was going to be a good resource to develop NFL players, NFL coaches, and NFL referees. Here's the coolest thing that I found out about the referees while watching these games. One of the worst things I hate about the NFL referees is what? That they, what? I don't know. They're not transparent. We don't know why they make the decisions they make or when they go under the hood what they're talking about. So they leave the mics on? The AAF has a camera in the booth with the official there and a microphone on the referees so fans can hear what's being discussed on reviews and penalties. That's pretty interesting. Transparency. So then you, the next day, this whole Monday morning, the referees screwed the pooch. Guess what? That would go away if the NFL adopted those rules and we would have better talented referees if we allowed leagues like the AAF to be the developmental leagues for these referees. Agree. This, this league, the AAF, had some fun rules. So right off the bat, they had to go for two. You know, they could kick the extra point, but if you were down by 17, you had to go for two to try to make it a more competitive game. Sounds interesting. They didn't have a kickoff. They just put the fall put the ball at the 25. I don't like that, but So whatever. I I enjoy the kickoff, but most of the times even in the NFL now, 80% of these kicks are being touchbacked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's already going to the 25. So they're automatically putting the ball at the 25. If they wanted to kick an onside, they didn't do it. I love the onside kick. But what was exciting about the AAF, if you wanted the ball back after you scored, they put your ball at the 28, and you were a fourth and 12. If you missed the play, it ended up where you finished off. Hmm. Really entertaining rules, really entertaining football, hardly any fans, ugly uniforms, awful names, but – this league developed 54 players now who have signed with NFL teams. Garrett Gilbert's one of them. Garrett Gilbert, our third-string quarterback behind Michelle Drew Stanton and our Baker Mayfield, threw for almost 1,900 yards, 11 touchdowns, and only eight games in the AAF. So, and he played for the Apollos yeah. of Orlando. Garrett Gilbert, you're on notice. That quarterback RV better be shiny and spotless. Garrett, you are representing the entire AAF league and how successful you are as the third-string quarterback and the RV bringer and stasher and stacker and snack bringer for the Cleveland Browns. Done. So, what did this league in? Are you ready? I'm ready. John Manziel. Rotwin Johnny Football was brought to the AAF and had a very lackluster game. 60 yards passing, 60 yards running, no touchdowns. A week later, the league blew up. The curse of Johnny Football continues. (laughs) This guy can't play in the NFL anymore. He can't play in the CFL anymore. He can't play in the AAF. And Vince McMahon, who does not really have that big of 
uh, moral ambiguity doesn't want him either for his off-field transgressions. What? Yeah. So the XFL, XFL doesn't want him. Wow. And so as a former – I say as a future owner of the XFL, I kind of like that, you know? You only had to pay 25 cents. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all you had to do. It was like a timeshare. That's pretty good. That's all it was. I'm the owner for like four games. That's pretty awesome. There's only four games. <laughs> so the AAF, the rise and fall of this league, I thought was very interesting because it could have been successful. It could have been more fun. And it was a way for football fans to watch football when the Super Bowl finished. Rest in peace, AFF. A-A-F. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like it doesn't alien matter. Alien really and care. farm. Okay, let me tell you how much I care about that league. Okay, and that's it. That's it. That's like It's like our show, but there is one little thing. It's very sad. So with sad news, as we talk about the RIPs, we had a few deaths happen in the world this week. And who were they? Celebrity deaths, which we usually don't get involved with, but one was a massive... Very sad news break this morning. If you're going to continue to talk about the AAF, then I don't want to listen. No, that died April 2nd, 2019, the year of our Lord. (laughs) (laughs) So, Doris Day, famous actress, died. R.I.P. Rest in peace. Throw up those T's and P's to her family. Okay. Tim Conway, you know T's and P's are? No. Thoughts and prayers. Oh, okay. T's and P's, bro. T's and P's. Tim Conway. Tim Conway. Famous. Famous. Improved actor from the Carol Burnett Show passed away this week as well at 86 years old. Hilarious guy. Funny. T's and P's. T's and P's. To Tim Conway's family. Shout and out. the saddest news of the was world. the meme god, Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat has passed away from a urinary tract infection. Kids don't drink Cokes. Kids don't feed cats Cokes or you kill Grumpy Cat. To Grumpy Cat's family, much love and respect to you guys. Peace and peace. That's our show for Meow. And we meow. Thank you all for listening to episode four of Orange is the New Browns podcast. We thank you for stopping by, but please like, share, and rate our podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts, because we want those rankings to go up. Thanks again for the listen. See y'all next week.